Reverence wasn't the whole trick. Caring for them with reverence was, and Star did that, plucking weeds from around the orange-petalled fire dragon so it could breathe again, moving the old red currant bush away from the dry soil beside the shed, pausing occasionally in her labours to listen. For Star loved music. She never grew tired of hearing the distant singing of the church choir, even though she had never set foot in the building. This was another thing that set her apart from her friends. Star's church was the trees and the mountains and the mighty roar of the sea. And although she loved church music, she loved the music of nature better. The song of the bees was, her mother had taught her, the earth's song. Melodic and magnetic, with the bees moving to some ancient dance they'd moved to long before man came calling. And was there anything more uplifting than the sound of pigeons under the eaves, skittering about and squabbling as they sheltered from the rain? It was raining now. As Star lay in bed, she could hear the raindrops bouncing off the window panes. As usual, she had woken at 6am. In summer, she would have risen immediately to make the most of the golden sunrise. But on this cold February morning, dawn was at least two hours away, and it promised to be a murky one. Danu and Bridget, her two cats, stretched on the bed beside her, making their morning noises. Bridget was a showy white ball of fluff, her magnificent fur requiring lots of brushing. Danu, the smaller of the two, was a rescued tabby, who'd been given to Star the year before, the moment exactly right because Moppy, Bridget's sister, had just died. Life had an odd way of doing that, Star knew, giving you what you needed when you needed it, not wanted. Your want didn't come into it. Want and need were very different things. Star lay in bed for a while, stroking the two cats and staring out of her window at the dark shapes of the trees and shrubs in her garden. She could see the red maple tree she'd planted when she was twenty and lost in love. Plant something to remind you of this, her mother had said, and Star had been surprised. I'll always remember, she'd said simply. Everyone said she was at the peak of her beauty then, lush like her mother's precious peonies, full-lipped and with hair of spun gold. The bluestone women always had golden hair, no matter what their fathers looked like, that fell about her slender waist. She'd secretly picked out her wedding dress with her best friend Trish, and she knew that Danny and she would be so happy if they rented the house on the hill road. From there they could see the town and the sea, and he could be at his father's garage, where he was one of the mechanics in five minutes. Still, she had liked the idea of a tree for them both and planted the red maple. But I'm too young to settle down, Danny had told her, not long after the tree was planted, when its roots had barely had time to unfurl into the earth, and Star was still patting it each morning with joy at all it represented. That's not what you said before, Star replied knowing in a painful instant that the wedding dress, a jewel she'd mistakenly thought was meant for her, would remain on the rail in Brenda's boutique. It's me mother, Danny said reluctantly. It's about the business, too. She said, she said you'd need a better wife if you wanted to expand the garage. She said she didn't want you marrying one of those atheist bluestone women with their strange herbs and their unnatural hair. Star wasn't bitter towards Danny. It wasn't his fault. She should have known that he wasn't a strong enough man to turn the tide of public opinion. 
even in the mid-70s when the rest of the Western world seemed to be enjoying free love and the pill, the more conservative parts of Ardar ate fish on Fridays, blessed themselves when they passed the church and remained unsure of the bluestones. Old Father Healy, the parish priest, and Sister Anne, headmistress of the Immaculate Mother of God convent, had both been remarkably understanding about Eliza's preference for her daughter not to practice the Catholic traditions. Learn them, yes. Eliza was all for learning and tolerance. She was fascinated by all religions. Catholicism, Protestantism, Hinduism, Buddhism, everything out there. But not practice. Eliza saw the central truth in the world around her, a world that had been there longer than any man-made religion. We'll take care of Star in school, Sister Anne said firmly. You might not come to our church, but you understand Christianity, Eliza. I know how kind you are to those who need it. There are plenty here in town.